Welcome, Stephanie. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Padre. Good to be here. Good. I, I look forward to our sharing and allowing grace to fill us. Our title for tonight is Full of Grace, and I hope you're full of it tonight. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> full, full of the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'll try to behave tonight, you know. <laughs> so how was your weekend? I'll ask Emily that first and then Stephanie, just to give a, just a little conversation before we begin. My weekend was really good. It was just perfect weather here in the, in the Bay Area, so I spent a lot of time outside going for nature walks and realizing that I need more nature in my house. So I went to my local Ooh. garden nursery and picked out some, some more house plants. So I'm in a happy nice. home now. I love that. That's sweet. And it sounds refreshing, bringing it into our homes. So thank you, Emily. How about you, Stephanie? My weekend was wonderful. We finally have nice weather because it snowed last week. So um, we, yeah, so we have, I do, I have to work weekends. So I did have to work, but the evenings I still got out for, for walks and went down to the lake. So it it was uh, wonderful. I know that lake. Been around that lake yeah. a couple times, you know, with you and your boys. I know. It wants you back. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I hear the calling. <laughs> so, and it's Good. a special place, of course. So, yeah. So ask me about my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend, Padre? <laughs> oh, thanks for asking. I had a birthday <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It was extraordinary. Again, the outpouring was supernatural. We had a gathering yesterday with my siblings and celebrating because we have like five birthdays in May of our family, so we kind of grouped them together. But it was nice to get together, share a lot of laughs, a lot of memories, and just being loved, being appreciated. Yeah. And I know everyone can feel that in their own lives and their own families. And if not, join Celebrating Life because we want to love on you. And to me, it's really important. And because May represents, at least for in Catholicism, May represents Mary, our Blessed Mother, the Mother of God in a church setting, let's put it that way. So it has a special meaning for me personally. And so doing this in honor of Mary, which the Scripture says is full of grace, and I believe everybody is full of grace, not just Mary. She was she opened the portal for all of us to experience of more of that grace. And speaking of grace, I'd like to invite Stephanie if she would just open our teleclass with prayer. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. <sighs> Holy Mary, I pray for all of those on this call tonight. Open our hearts so we can welcome all the blessings that are waiting for us. Fill our hearts with your tenderness, reminding us of the love that you hold for each of us. Thank you for opening our hearts to our own divinity so we can recognize the kingdom within us. Thank you, Holy Mother, for touching each one of us tonight so we can experience the grace of the divine. Amen. Amen. That was a great invitation, Stephanie, for opening the portal. There's a special, I call it relationship 
with Mary, and I, I think most people have it in a sense, but maybe some have not, not exercised it in a sense of bringing it into your life. But I really believe that calling is always there. And a lot of people are maybe afraid of Jesus in a sense, but Mary is such a, a back door to the, the heart of Jesus and had personal experiences in my own. Sometimes we do things that are wrong and that we don't want to fess up. So we will run to mother, not to the father, because father might, in my generation, would spank you. You know, Uh, (laughs) mother would just say, dad, you do it. (laughs) She poured it out, but it was always dad's, my father's role to punish us in a sense. But there's a, a heartwarming when we really get to know our blessed mother and our topic tonight is full of grace. And the scripture talks about the when Angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she was going to conceive a son and she was going to name him Emmanuel, which is God is with us. And it was for Jesus. But full of grace, it's like I would say to Stephanie, you're full of grace today. It's like, what would that mean? How would that be implied? And to me, it's the, it's the overwhelming presence. I think of God, of spirit, divine light, divine healing. But there's Mm -hmm. a special relationship once we tap into that. And tonight I just want to tap both Stephanie's and Emily's heart as I propose some questions, but also share some opportunities. We had just returned, 11 of us, from visiting Medjugorje, which is an apparition site that for 40 years Mary has been appearing to seven children and now adults. (laughs) And it's really interesting, uh, the longevity of this, but also the the presence that still beholds the glory of heaven, in my experience. So I'm just going to ask, start out with about what drew you to Medjugorje? And I'll start with Stephanie and then also Emily. What drew you there? Well, I knew, it it was really a calling, but I knew, like, when you talked about being in Tahoe, you were in Tahoe right before you had one of your trips. And I remember you telling me you were going and I, there was something stirring in me and I, I just heard, it was like, one day you'll go. And, oh wow! and, and then it's like, you would speak of it. Virginia would speak of it. And I just oh, yeah. knew I would go one day, but then you know, I signed up in 2020 to go, and we didn't go. And uh, and it was, and that was, it was interesting because even at the beginning of this trip, I I felt like almost like the person that signed up to go was not the same person that would be going on the trip. And sure. so originally, I think that there was something that I was almost looking for there, and but. This time, when I was actually going, it was so much more of a, of a, like a receiving, like whatever was, I didn't hold so tight to what I wanted from it. It was more of, of whatever blessings were going to be given was, I was, I was just so open to whatever was there. But yes, it was definitely like a, almost like a calling home. Wow. I like that. I know my experience and most of my invitations, let's put that from our Blessed Mother, Virginia and I had had many conversations on this. You feel the tug of Mary. Mm -hmm. And I know that distinct voice 
or presence that says it's time to return home. And it's like, okay. And I mean, because of the pandemic, we tried two times and we couldn't get it. Yeah. So finally this year, the door opened up and, and we went and I, I celebrate that a hundred times because going home is a special place. And another term for Medjugorje in my world would be a portal that yeah. we can access heaven. And, and it's a treasure for me. It's not for everybody, but for me, I really get grounded there. So, mm-hmm. Emily, what what drew you to Medjugorje besides me? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, similar to you both, I think there's just that calling that I felt in my my heart, and I I had to follow it, but I wasn't sure when it would happen. You know, I think I first heard about Medjugorje from Virginia at one of the retreats where she brought that huge oh, box yeah. mural. And I remember just being, like, I had stars in my eyes just looking at them, like, whoa. (laughs) And I just knew someday I would go, but didn't know when. And funny enough, last year, last summer, my passport was going to expire, and so I was renewing it. And when you renew it, there's a question like, okay, where are you planning to go? And just for fun, I put Medjugorje, not knowing... (laughs) I would actually go there. And so when that opened up, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, what a divine setup. Because around Mm. that time when we went, I had two full weeks off of work. And I wasn't traveling during that time for work. And that never happens to me. So it was just the perfect timing for this trip. And I just felt that divine setup and... I was so happy. My heart was so happy. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, going this year, we had a group of 17, 2020, which Stephanie was a part of because the pandemic had closed because we were ready to go <laughs> last yep. week until they shut down the airlines. So I was like, okay, that must be the hand of God. So <laughs> we stay home. And then again, tried it in 2021 and now 2022. So the original 17 was invited back to go this time, but only four could because of circumstances, changes like anything else. It's normal. But I determined if it was just going to be four people, I was still going to go. Or if it was just me, I was going to go because I kept hearing that calling. So I didn't really advertise, hey, anybody want to go with us? It was kind of just word of mouth. Then we end up with 11, which to me, there's the Holy Spirit. There's Our Lady calling individuals. And and it was kind of last minute, but grace arrived for all of us. Another question I'd like to ask is, and I'll start with Stephanie again, would be, what surprised you the most in Medjugorje? Because I know sometimes we have preconceived ideas, and since I've been there, I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of surprised you? I wasn't really sure what to expect there, but really just the, I was surprised by, by the people, the way the, of the, the way of the people, they were so kind, they were so welcoming. And what really surprised me is just, uh, there was no homeless people there. And I asked Yvonne about it. And I said, Is there, are there homeless people here? Because I just, it's just such part of our world over here. Oh, and yeah. and he said, he's like, no, no, we take care of each other here. And it wow. was like, yeah, I, it it sat with me because it was just refreshing. And you, I mean, yeah. it was, everyone was just so 
kind. <laughs> That it takes See, me I didn't back know a that. Bit. I didn't it, know your question as many times as I've been there, but that wasn't part of my radar. And I love that you asked that question, and I loved his response. You know, right. because I believe Mary has such a presence in Medjugorje that hearts change. It's just, yeah. It just does. And for me, it, being in Medjugorje is the. I always feel her presence. It's not just necessarily in the church, but it's. The village right. of Medjugorje, it just holds that right. energy. And it's right. like, I just can stay here. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah, me wow. too. <laughs> How about you, Emily? What, what surprised you? When I first went to the Weeping Jesus or Risen Jesus statue, when I was waiting in line, I saw this dog lying on the statue or part of the statue. And I like, oh, someone brought their dog here. That's nice. <laughs> and But then I realized, like, oh, these are stray dogs because I was looking around and there were just stray dogs jumping up and down with joy and uh-huh. playing with each other. And uh, and they were, they looked happy and healthy and and that surprised me. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, Mary and Jesus are in everything and every one here like you just like you, as you mentioned just a bit ago it's mary's everywhere jesus is everywhere like you can't <laughs> really in medjugorje you can't get away from their presence it's just so right there all the time and just seeing it in animals they're just carriers for these and so i had a really healing experience of just petting one of the stray dogs and i i'm like oh this is nice i'm like oh i'm giving attention and love to a dog, but really it was like the the dog and Jesus and the dog giving me a healing. So that that surprised me. It kind of opened my eyes to a new awareness and love for both the father and the mother. That's so beautiful. Again, it comes to my mind of the attitude as the scripture says about the trees will praise the Lord, the rocks will praise the Lord, the mountains will praise the Lord, the animals will praise the Lord. When you're in that holy moment, that stillness of grace, everybody recognizes it. There's such a, a grace that comes with that awareness. And because we travel, pilgrimage it means go outside your, your box, your home, your surroundings, and go on a journey to, you know, so we... I had a pilgrimage to Medjugorje, which is more than a thousand miles away. <laughs> so, like nine hours, at least for Chicago, I think 12 hours for California people. But that was the first international flight I had in two years. So, it was mm-hmm. the challenges to wear a mask for nine hours, 12 hours, which I don't think most people do. So, but it's again the, the what is being set up for us, what is for me to let go of my stuff and just enter into that place where heaven comes to earth and I love that portion did something and I'm going to ask Emily first and then Stephanie is did anything shift in your whether it's your prayer time once you got back home whether it's your prayers or devotion was there something significant that you noticed in your own demeanor besides getting plants now in your house which I thought was a great thing (laughs) did you feel a shift at all I did. I may not have all the words that I wish I could to describe it, but I remember when I got back home and 
as I started doing, you know, some of my routines, I realized, oh, there's a huge shift here. And attached as I was to wanting to go back into my routines, I realized, well, I need to just pause here and really think about how I'm going to integrate all of this in myself and around me and my space. And so I just had this moment of sitting at my altar and just looking at Mary. And then I looked at Jesus. And prior to Medjugorje, there was always like some block to Jesus. Like I I didn't understand it. And um, Mm -hmm. and that that shifted. I don't know what that block was, but that was huge. It shifted because when I looked at the picture of Jesus on my altar, that picture came alive and (laughs) it penetrated me and my soul. And Jesus was there. He was saying, thank you for coming. (laughs) I've been waiting. And I just, was in awe. I was like, I was, I felt like I was right where Medjugorje had come home with me, you know, I was in my home, mm. was permeating everything. And Jesus was, was there. And I, I felt that. And um, I hadn't quite had that connection with him before Medjugorje. And now I feel that that is more of my heart has opened and allowed more of him in. And so that was a huge shift for me because I always kept him as at like an arm like distance, you know, like, sure. yeah, you're, you're okay. <laughs> Just stay there. But coming home is definitely, oh, he's, he's in my heart now. I love what you said about that because, again, I think when we travel, when we go to sacred places, there should be a shift in coming out, even if it's a vacation. Because, again, you're going away from the home, your workplace, your routines, and now all of a sudden you can start assimilating. I call it the peace that actually is within each one of us, but we have to actually live it. So if we rest, if we pray, if we take time just to clear our thoughts, just that experience of nothingness. And I have to say, when I came back from Medjugorje, that was one of the things that I experienced in my consciousness was I had no thoughts. Like everything was cleared out, and actually I could just have clear thoughts. Whatever I wanted to put in there, I could put in there without this demand on my life and my time and all those things. There was a definitely shift that I felt even going a lot of weight on my shoulders in a sense, and that was taken away. So it helps when <laughs> when you try to get on a plane, you can for three hours. It kind of breaks you, <laughs> at least it did for me. That's a long story I won't share, but it's like I, I thought I was prepared for Medjugorje. I, I thought I was prayed up. I thought I, I went to confession. So I did everything that I to open myself up and then get challenged at the airport. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, God, I thought you liked me. <laughs> Mary, I thought you were calling me. All you know, these little bitty things that kind of go through your consciousness, and I, let's say, sweated it out. But in the end, God prevailed. But, wow, took me to the umpteen time to get on that plane. My consciousness was, we're meeting everybody in Germany, and I'm the only one that's not going to show up, and I'm the group leader. (laughs) This is how it (laughs) it happens. But like Dana says, I think you got karma with airports, and I think I do. So I need to do that the next time. So, So Stephanie, what is your response to that about a shift? Yeah, also, it's hard to put words to it, but... I think before going, like Mary was a 
a presence in my life almost externally. And since coming back, like, I, yeah, it's it's almost, I could feel her within. And the other, when we hiked Cross Mountain, so hike, you know, there's the stations of the cross along the way, pause and yeah. pray the rosary and pray the stations of the cross. And, and the same with going up to Apparition Hill, that where you stop, pray the rosary. And that, I think, came back with me because I think, I mean, that was really, especially Cross Mountain, that whole, it was emotional <laughs> for me. But almost applying that to my life now, where I find myself, because, okay, if I hike, there's always that destination, like, oh, I'm going to hike that peak or whatever, right. get mm-hmm. to the top. And now it's like, it really just showed me, like, the pause in between where to pause and pray. And to, I almost find that the Hail Mary is, like, running in the background half the time with me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily this end destination of pause and pray, pause and pray. Right. And right. just with the simplest, on a walk, on in my workday, whatever, it's, it's, yeah, that shifted significantly. And, yeah, and now I think there's just also a, just a, yeah, a deeper, like Emily, just always holding Jesus out there and just kind of like, I don't know what that is, but that's, there's time for that later. But now this desire to really, yeah, like have that relationship, it felt, you know, with, Mary, I felt like she kind of guided me like through my divorce. She was there. It was very, she was, she was yeah. with me. But now it's, it's just, I, yeah, I don't have quite have words, but it's more. Present. I, yes. <laughs> Instead of looking it's, for it, we recognize it, you know, that right there, you know, right. and that's, big deal in my world. And one of the things, and for those who don't know about Medjugorje, there's an apparition hill where Mary first appeared to the seven children at the time, and Cross Mountain was a village, put a gigantic white cross up on this mountain. And because it's a Catholic community, they just wanted to honor Good Friday. And this mountain is so tall and steep, but yet by hand, they took the water, the cement, the boards, whatever they did, and, and went up this mountain and created this gigantic cross. And it's a trip, you know, up there. And uh, we did Apparition Hill the first day. And Mary Kay, who was reading our prayers prior to this, she was on that trip also. And Mary made it up to Apparition Hill, which was it was huge for her. But it was also huge for me because I had hurt my knee a couple of years ago and had surgery on it. So I didn't know how flexible I would be, all those things. But I made it up there too. And so I determined, okay, if this was a little hard going up Apparition Hill, I wouldn't do the Cross Mountain. And so I thought, I'll stay back with Mary Kay. I can do this. I've been up this mountain more than 15 times. So I've been there, but I was going to stay behind with my friend, uh, Ivan, our, uh, Yvonne, our, our tour guide. And I said, well, I'm going to stay back with Mary Kay. No, you're the group leader. You have to go. And it's like, 
well, I wasn't planning on, no, you have to go with the group. And it's like, (laughs) well, that was kind of a shock in my world. So I wasn't mentally prepared to go up. (laughs) But the beautiful part of that was because it was steep and my legs seemed to always in the last couple of years get a little more stiffer. But taking that steep step in faith going up the cross mountain, really, I call it broke open whatever was in my knee, and I'm walking so much better. And who would have thought that miracle would even existed there? So I'm so grateful to God, but and I'm also grateful to Ivan to insist. Otherwise, if I could sneak out of it, (laughs) I would have. But but there's the reason why I talk about Cross Mountain is what Stephanie talked about was we pray the rosary, but there's stations of the cross all as we venture up until the very top of the mountain. But it's the pausing, it's the reflecting, it's the intention that, because we can pray the rosary and it can be rote, or we can pray the rosary and then do the stations where it reflects on the journey, the pilgrim, mm-hmm. the pilgrimage, why are we there? And it, it is very emotional for people because we encourage each one to read a station of the cross. And I've been with so many of my pilgrims before. This is my 16th trip, so I know how emotional that can be, but it, there's something about, I call it the effort, the hardness of it, the rocks. We have to be intentional, but yet presence shows up. So my miracle was receiving relief from my knee. So I'm grateful, grateful, grateful to God for Well, that. you were, I was trying to keep up with you on the way down the mountain. <laughs> you were hustling on the way down. <laughs> well, I wanted to get down. <laughs> and of well, course... Padre got stuck between two rocks. Stephanie <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, and, and Nina was <laughs> and it's like help. <laughs> yes. And then Stephanie says, "Hmm, I wonder what we should do." <laughs> I said, "The mountain needs a sacrifice." That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> she got her shot in, so it's like, okay, I can accept her. She's my cross today. But at least they, uh, I told Yvonne this, and he goes, well, if that was me, I would just get it like a pitchfork and just toss you and have you rolled up the hill. That's how my group was treating me, the Padre. But anyway, nothing about me. We got you unstuck. We got you unstuck. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I'm diverting now, so sorry about that, but. I'm going to ask another question. I love the conversations. It's just so beautiful today. You know, we talk about Mary's full of grace. We talk about what about grace in your life? Is there an example of how grace has touched your life? And I think I'll start with Stephanie, and then I'll go with Emily. This is a story of when I was a little kid that my family likes to laugh about from time to time. (laughs) Um, Oh, let's hear it. (laughs) So I was really little, probably four or five, and and my sister, she was about seven, and she really wanted to go to church and asks my mom if we can go, and my mom says, that's fine, you can go, but I, I'm not going. And so she sends my sister and I, little kids, to walk to church this one day, and I'm excited. I was really excited because I was like, I'm going to hang out with God. This is going to be great. And... When I get there, I'm too young. I'm too I'm too young to go into the church, uh, so they send me to yeah. the daycare. 
And I, yeah, I was not happy. And so the woman that was running the daycare says, if you come back next week, I will take you in to the chapel after the service. So you can see, you can go inside. And I I was, I I was like, all right, that's, that works for me. But my sister comes out of church. She's like, I'm not going back. That wasn't, (laughs) was not what she was hoping for. And so, yeah, so, but I make her go because I'm like, no way. This is so you have yeah, that attitude next... way back when. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was like, "You're coming with me. It's my big day." And um, go again. She goes in. I go to the daycare, and I get the the woman to take me afterwards. And I remember, I can remember it clear as day what it was like to go into the church, and I was just so I didn't want to leave. And I remember several people trying to get me, like, time to go. And <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't having it. And so this woman, in my child mind, she was, she was a nun because I was, I was with the people of God. I have no idea if she was actually a nun, but this is how I remember sure. it as, yeah. as yeah. a kid. <laughs> and she brings me out this, it was like this collapsible cup, this, it was, it was like in the shape of a disc, but if you pulled it apart, it became like just a few inch cup. And she tells me, God is in this cup. If you, anytime you put water in this cup, you could, God will be in this cup. You can drink him in and he is with you. You don't have oh, to be wow. in this church to be with God. And I was wow. completely, I was like, okay, like I felt really good about this cup and I was so happy and I went home and I don't know if we, I don't know if we went back after like, cause my sister was not about it and I was little, sure. but I would hold, I would get my cup <laughs> from time to time. And like, I sit on the floor. I had this whole ritual where I'd bring my, my chair, this little kid chair out and I'd put my sweater on top of the chair and I'd fill my cup with water and I'd hold my own, I guess, version of communion. And it was very, I'd turn the lights out. I had my own thing that I did and it was, it was very meaningful for me. And I kept that cup for a long, long time, like until I was an adult and it just got lost. But, you know, I kind of feel like that was that was like how God, God, like he knew my heart and knew mm-hmm. it's like, and he, and he responded in that way through that woman that, you know, bringing me that cup and that I see as, as grace. What a miracle <laughs> that was. I mean, uh, give you something to put in your hands to take home and whatever you want yeah. to do, God, fill that up. It's like, that's brilliant. I've never heard that before taught yeah. in an essence. And, and we're talking about full of grace tonight. And Stephanie's reflection on grace was when she was five years old. She recognized, and it came with her, it stayed with her. Now going to Medjugorje, it just opens up that portal even more because I would say God, Spirit, Mary, Holy Spirit, Jesus is wooing us sort of closer to the heart. And I love these reflections. And so I asked the listeners, what is your full of grace? What was the time in your life where you knew it was only God, it was grace that filled you, and because of something maybe impossible, became possible? These are the reflections that stir our hearts, and at the end of our program, we'll be praying for all of you 
that that portal will open or expand even in a greater way that you can experience what we experienced, what we brought back, or maybe for the first time for you to receive. So thank you, Stephanie. That was a, quite a story. Now, how about you, Emily? Have you ever been touched by grace in your life? Yeah. Um, thank, <laughs> thank you, Stephanie, for sharing mm-hmm. that story. That's just that was beautiful and such a gift to be given at a young age, like the divine setup for you there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I'd say before Medjugorje, (laughs) I experienced grace differently. It would come in in those really challenging moments where (laughs) I would feel like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to implode or surrender. (laughs) And luckily I have my spirit likes to choose surrender, which is good. I don't implode most of the time. But there's that, that breaking point in a challenging time. There's a stillness that comes in, and that choice happens there. And that's when I feel it come in. It's like this beam of light of grace just comes down and creates stillness within me and all around me to, to give me the space to just be and be held. And in Medjugorje... I, that kind of shifted for me a bit. It was the night of the consecration at the church and going up to the altar, to the Mary altar. And Padre, I think you and I were there. We were up at the altar together after they did the consecration. And oh yeah, just, it was packed. Like so many people were in there and it was, there was just a lot of energy going on. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember you know, we finally got to the front and I kneeled down and I kind of was just realized that I was just really confused about everything. <laughs> like, I don't even know, like, why I'm really here. Like, well, how do I do all of this? I don't know. And in that confession, so to speak, I felt the Blessed Mother just come directly in me and with her fierce love it was so gentle though but this fierceness of her love took hold of me and and grace poured through so much peace and grace and love and I didn't have to ask any more questions with the grace there and the peace Mm -hmm. and I just all I could do was be in that stillness and her embrace in her arms and heart and just receive she wasn't allowing anything else to happen she was holding me so tight she's like you just better receive it and I'm like okay (laughs) and um I remember thinking like wow because I was just planning to go up there you know do my thing and then leave and I'm like I can't even leave I'm just she's making me glued to this bench here and and then I just relaxed and I opened up. I'm like, okay. And it just poured through. And I'm not sure how long I was up there, but when I looked towards the end of it, everyone was gone. And I was just oh, like, wow. whoa. <laughs> you have to be captivated re- by presence. It's just, I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to express, but you know that you know that you know that Our Lady's love just captured your heart. And we all have questions. But I like how you said that it stopped then because her mm-hmm. fullness of grace was with you. So there isn't another question to be asked except 
I'm so loved by God, and that takes us, that's eternal. And you'll get to experience that when we both resurrect into the kingdom of God. So, But I love those mm. expressions. I remember they had, twice they had adoration during Medjugorje at, after the Mass, and which means we sit in silence, they do some songs, some chanting, but it's basically silent. But just the focus is on the Eucharist, lit up. And I remember I wanted some of my things blessed, so usually right after Mass, everybody rushes forward and the priest blesses the objects. And so I, somehow I got up front. The timing was perfect, and then they started the adoration. And it's like, oh, I said, I think I'll just sit here just for a little while because my body isn't limber as it used to be. But okay, I'll just like kneel a little bit, and then I'll leave because I can't really sit with no backing on a floor. All of a sudden, everything, everybody filled in, and there wasn't no pathway to the door. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. And it was another surrender point. And I didn't sign up for this, but God did. And I was in the midst of that in my own devotion. I'll use that term, that the heart, the pulsating heart of Yeshua was so present for me. I always treasure those times because it's like drinking from the well, this fresh water, this new beginning. And it filled me. And I lasted the whole hour, which was a double miracle in my world. So refreshing. Because it wore out. I don't know if I went up Cross Mountain that day, but it was just, I just didn't want to do a lot. But again, just spending time in that presence and the devotion that people have, that's the heartbeat of Medjugorje. Mm -hmm. um, They love their Mary. They love their Jesus. They love the presence however you describe that in your own tradition. But there's there's a weightiness with that. and But it's tangible everywhere we go. You know, we really do have a lot of favorite parts of Medjugorje, but yet bringing it back, I think, is so important because it's 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 our journey. It's The scripture says, give and you shall receive. And we were filled up. Almighty had a lot of fun, had a lot of good food, <laughs> and a lot of teasing going on. So I just feel we had such a, a fullness of this trip, standing in a beautiful hotel. So we had all our mm-hmm. amenities. And it's like, okay, so we can take that off our list so we can actually just focus on presence throughout. And I believe our walks to church and coming back from church, but also to Apparition Hill and Cross Mountain, journeying through the the hillside, you know, as the farmers, now it was springtime. So they were tending to their vineyards, to their pastures. Just the simplicity of Medjugorje captures your heart because we don't see that here, at least in the United States, very often. But it comes with peace. There's Mm -hmm. not a hurriedness. And kind of like Hawaii, when they say mahalo, you know, it's like it takes forever. <laughs> you lose your patience. Medjugorje, there's a different rhythm to that because it's really focused in on God and Mary. So mm-hmm. so if you look back on your life, and I think I'll start with Emily with this one. Could you have seen the hand of God? Maybe let, let me put that in a different way. You wanted something, but it was withheld from you. And then eventually you saw the wisdom of God in that. What I'm trying to do is there's grace in everything, and sometimes when we don't get what we want, we just think God doesn't love us. But yet there's a purpose in all things. And just to look back on your life and say, oh, yeah, I wanted this and I wanted that, and then we're disappointed, but, but then God. Do you have a story or um, that you could share with us to bring that to light? Yeah, so a couple years ago I was looking for a new place to live, and this was during kind of the height of COVID and the pandemic and 
the housing market here was just not that great. There weren't a lot of options available, but I needed to move. And so, you know, I looked a long time and I came across this one place. I'm like, wow, this is great. And I went to go look at it and it checked most of the boxes. And I'm like, okay, God, like, this is the one. <laughs> Me telling God, like, this is the one. <laughs> and um, so I applied and I, I didn't get it. And I was just so sad. I'm like, God, there's nothing on the market right now. And why won't you let me have this place? Like, this was checked most of the boxes, and it was, it, it looked great. Yeah. And I just kept looking. I'm like, okay. I felt sad about that, and I didn't understand it. And then in my search, I, there was this one place that kept coming up, but the pictures didn't look that great. And I'm like, I'm not going to even bother with that because the pictures don't look great. But right. something... There were, like, no other options. Like, literally, this was the only one that I saw in my searches. <laughs> and I'm like, no, God. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, oh, I just, like, it's the only one. Like, I just have to go look at it. And so finally I did. And in my drive to this place, it was in part of town that I was unfamiliar with. And I started driving down this long, winding road. And everything just kind of went peaceful where it was. It was like kind of in nature, you know, and it was like this wall of peace I passed through and everything around me was just pristine and so peaceful. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I think I'm starting to understand things more. And then when I got to look at the place, I walked inside and, and there was so much light filled in this house. And they had changed the carpets, something they didn't update the pictures with. And Ah. I'm like, oh, this completely changed the entire space. And so I'm like running around like a little kid. I'm like, yes, this is the one, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And but then once I, on my way back home, I'm like, well, wait, do I even apply for it? Because I don't want to get turned down again. I was just feeling so Mm. sad because it was so perfect. Yeah. And so I had to call a friend, and she talked some sense into me, and I applied, and I ended up getting the the place. And But I, like, looking back, God said no to that other place because he saw something in this place that would help me open up and expand in ways that I didn't even know I was going to expand in the way I needed to. And funny side story is one of those ways to expand was roller skating and in this new place I have this huge garage and I put up a disco ball in there and I turned it into a skating rink and that was <laughs> that was one of the ways that I needed to oh my God. to grow and so just God was looking out for me you know like he he was saying no this is he helped me to expand in the ways he wanted me to and it's something that I couldn't have foreseen myself so yeah. yeah. Well, if you that's a beautiful story, Emily, because we're talking about being full of grace. And sometimes grace comes in a no. And usually yeah. it's all we want, yes, because this is God. And God says, no, I have something better. So that's a, per, a classic story to tell because of first your disappointment, but yet 
in the other hand, it was being led by the angels. And it's like, I think more of us need to pay attention to our nose and just be aware. Let God lead the next step. Because again, we do it in our efforts, but God says, hey, but I have something. And it might not look like what you're looking for, but it's actually, actually, it's what you're looking for. Because the veil gets lifted and all of a sudden you see this. What a great story, Emily. Yeah. I was just saying it really helps with trust, too. Seeing that it does. the something better is there and trusting for future things as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Stephanie, do you have a story, a long story, short story? (laughs) I have have all kinds of stories, and I've I've had (laughs) lots of no's in my life. (laughs) Oh, okay. When I was 19, I was going to school. I I, I thought I was going to be, at that time, I thought I was going to be a teacher, and, like, I had spent my whole high school, like, kind of schooling off campus to do, to, like, take the path of the teacher. And Wow. And I was also teaching preschool at the time. Like, and I, my apartment burned down. And so I. Were you was, in it? <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Okay. I, got the, the, right. I got the phone called nobody wants. Hey, your apartment's on fire. <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, gosh. And, and, and so it was kind of that moment of I thought I had everything all planned out. What am I going to do? Oh, sure. My mom had yeah. said I could come home for a couple of weeks while I get on my feet and try to figure out what's happening. And yeah. it happened, it, that all happened at the, around the time that my preschool class, it was their graduation. So school year was wrapping up. And I just, I felt like I was swimming against the tide. Everything I was trying to do was not working out. And so I finally just took a minute and I was like, all right, what really even makes me happy? And at that time, it was like, I had just taught myself how to snowboard. Snowboarding was like a new thing. And I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to Tahoe. And wow, that one yeah and i had actually never been to tahoe before no kidding. <laughs> but i was like yeah i was like i guess i'm moving to tahoe and that one choice was the best thing that's ever happened to me like that i chose of just like everything to do like within a i mean it seemed like a couple of weeks i had my very first meditation teacher, like I met him and he wow. taught me how to meditate, which kind of opened that door for me of like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. That whole time of just that, right. that space, that presence, that everything. And so, and just from there, it's like everything just kind of has unfolded for me. And, and I really, really love where I live. So wow. that's a blessing. And you're still there. You know? so, yeah, Huge. I, they'll have to drag me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can be a rain. <laughs> no, wait, I take that back. <laughs> that wasn't a... <laughs> That wasn't an invitation. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. I will agree with that one. But I, I love these stories. And again, you know, our listeners, we all have opportunities maybe presenting themselves or looking for a new opportunity in our lives. I love your decision making, Stephanie, when you said, well, I just said, what makes you happy? That's a great question. Yeah. I go back to Medjugorje because 
Mary's presence makes me happy. It cleanses me. It restores me. It positions me to let go and be filled more with God. And for you, it's just on that whim. You follow that and look how many years later you're still in Lake Tahoe. What a blessing that has been for you and your family. So you don't know what God has planned for us, but those whispers are so important, like Mary's whispers come to Medjugorje. So what is the what is the spirit, what is the Mary, what is just spiritual guides asking you or whispering in your ear tonight of what maybe you want to do or maybe what is being asked of you? You know, as we prepare now for a prayer for all of those attending tonight and also for your families and friends, and we're going to tap into the heart of Mary, of Yeshua, and pray for you that the miracles will happen. Mary, for all the messages she has brought to this world, to the earth. It's all about pray, pray, pray. And to me, it's just that repetitious. It says, Mary says you can avert wars. And people, there's wars going on, not only in Ukraine, but other places that our prayers matter. Positioning matters. Having a a mind that is put on Christ in a sense that we can have peace as we pray. Not out of fear, us as a wonder that God in this universe can hear our prayers and also alleviate our wars. And what better gift we could give to, for the Ukrainian, the Russian people. Here in the United States, we have our own wars. So maybe it's a war with the family or the workplace. God knows. He's already tapped your heart to listen to these prayers tonight. So I'm going to start with Stephanie, and then I'll follow with Emily, and then I'll follow through in closing. So Stephanie, could you begin to pray? Yeah. Holy Mother, I would just pray for everyone on this call. And I just pray that the angels just go to every person, every person around the world, and so that they can just experience the grace and that they can know Christ and know our Holy Mother. And I also want to pray for all of those that have no one to pray for them. And... May they be touched by our Blessed Mother tonight and know that they're loved and held. And may they be at peace. Amen. Amen. That's a heartwarming prayer. I felt that. Thank you, Stephanie. How about you, Emily? Blessed Father, Blessed Mother, we come to you as children with our open hearts. Please take us by your side and fill our hearts with your grace. Live steadfast our anxious minds and let us experience God's peace that surpasses all. Thank you for carrying us in your hearts as we now carry you in our heart. May this bond remain for, for all eternity as we spread the fragrance of Jesus' love for all. Amen. Amen. I love that prayer of that peace that passes all understanding because it is about presence. And most of us are looking for that peace, especially when we're trying to care for our families, maybe find insurance or finances or a new home, as we talked about, a place to live, a place to relocate. All these are, are heartwarming intentions. And sometimes we just don't have directions of what direction we need to go in. But as Emily and Stephanie have prayed and what beautiful prayers they came 
came through tonight in the, on your behalf. Just I call it tapping the heart and just knowing that we're going to just release the ministering angels. Father, just release your ministering angels, those beings of light. And whatever focus, whatever direction people are looking for, looking to, or running from, in a sense, that the heartbeat of heaven is manifested. So I just say, come, Holy Spirit. Manifest your presence tonight in their homes, wherever they're, whether they're laying down, sitting in a chair, or standing up. Your presence now begins to infiltrate the atmosphere. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I just say thank you, God, for the great intercession of our Blessed Mother, who hears your prayers who hears your intentions, she takes them to the throne of grace. So thank you, our Blessed Mother, for caring for us. And as Stephanie and Emily and myself talked about your presence, we ask now to come, to minister, to light a flame, a desire in each one's heart, to have the peace that passes all understanding, to know that they know that they know that you are near. And just cleanse them. Begin to pour out your Holy Spirit and any pain in the bodies now. I decree health and healing. Let the healing balm of the Holy Spirit, like an oil, begin to pour through your body right now. Just sustaining and renewing. I just feel like like living water begins to pour. Some of you be a cooling sensation and others might be a heat. But it represents the heavenly realm and our brother Dean Braxton, who talked at our retreat, he says the father's love, the mother's love is so near. We just have to touch it. We have to experience it. And it's not about the mind. It's about the heart. So as we enter into this unknown, then becomes known. And it becomes tangible. God places money, checks into your hand in the next three days to pay the bills. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the relief of pain in the name of Jesus. For God just wants to pour out his spirit among all of us. And we pray for all mothers for this month of May. We honor their presence, their, their suffering, their endurance to care for their children. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the heart that it takes to extend ourselves beyond our limitations. And I pray for every person who has any illness, disease in their body. I say, come, Divine Mother, just watch over them. Instill in them the strength of the Father, the strength of Yeshua. I thank you, O Lord our God, for divine blood transfusions now in the name of Jesus. Just that it imparts new life new hope, strengthening the bodies now, strengthening the arteries. It's just continue. I go with the blood, something with the blood that people need to be cleansed of, whether it's diabetes, arthritis, incurable diseases. There's this heavenly flow. And I'm just hearing the the covenant. God says, my covenant is for my people, that they will be my God and we will be his sons and daughters. So it's in that relationship with the divine presence that we honor tonight. And as they sleep tonight, they go into another land, another heavenly realm. And as the angels continue to serve them, bringing them healing, reconciliation, abundance, I thank you, God, for your living presence. And I bless our two presenters, Emily and Stephanie. Grow them. Love them. 
encourage them. And I pray for Mary Kay, Pat and Craig, who's part of our AV team and the prayers. I just say thank you, God. Let the overflow of heaven begin to continue to bless them. I bless our prayer community called Celebrating Life, the entire community. Set them aflame, Lord. Just set them aflame and continue to stir in their hearts for the more. Don't settle for less. Anchor them in your devotion, in your love, in your silence. I thank you, O Lord our God, for complete healing of all facets of our life. And may the clearing of the mind, but the opening of the heart, begin to flow now. And it actually like a pulsation, the heartbeat of heaven. It changes us, it transforms us, it renews us. I thank you for Mother Earth, the beauty of the springtime, the opening, the blossoming of the flowers, the trees, the grass, the the cleansing of the rain, the ocean, the hills. Everything has breath, praises the Lord. So as we partake and bless each of our participants tonight with a Medjugorje blessing, which means the heart of the mother, the heart of the father is now bestowed on you. So I bless you. I bless our community. I bless your healing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. Amen.